You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, so what kind of business in 20, 2012, almost, um, does not take debit cards? Our water company. And why? Too expensive. Pathetic. Pathetic water company. They won't take... Like, basically, every... You pay some by cash, and then every so often we get a reminder saying, um, you better pay or we're going to cut your water off. I pay extra, you see. I, I take cash in. They only take cash or checks. I don't have checks. Because I've moved on in the 21st century. I have zero checks. Not one single check to my name. Correct. I go Who in. Needs checks? I say, can I use my debit card? No. It'll cost us too much money and then we'll have to charge everybody extra. And it's not fair because not everybody wants to use credit cards. I say, can you just, uh, what was my other option? You said cashier's check. Yes. Well, you can pay one bill with that. But they can't use that as your voided check to put you on account on their records for so direct debit. debit yeah. Right. So I have to have a check of my own. So you have to take cash. So I just... And our bill order bill is like $10 a month. Correct. $11, exactly. Yeah, now that's just water. Everybody's going, oh my God, that's cheap. But that's not our sewer and water combined. Sewer is something else. That is auto debit and it has been since the day I've This is had fragile drinking this is just water. slash toilet yeah. water. So I take in, I go to the ATM like a dorkmobile, get me some money, drive all the way back to the water company. It's ridiculous. And go in there with like 150 or $200 or whatever and I say, put this on my account and then one day I said, can you all give me a notice when I'm about, my balance is about out. And she just looked at me like. That's too complicated. she just shook her head no, like, uh, no. I said, well, I'll just wait for the late notice then. And that's what I do. I look at my monthly bill. And then this one, it says, delinquent after something of December, pay or your service will be interrupted. Now, my, uh, my th- question to them is, this delinquent notice that you happen to send us all the time, how much does that cost to send? Yeah. <laughs> And we don't just get one. If you don't go in the next few days, you'll get another one of these, too. No, a red just one. shut off. Oh, yeah, you get a yeah, pink you, one, yeah. So there's two of those that they post out, which costs them, because it's first-class mail. And they put it in an envelope, even. And it's first-class mail, so it costs them... 45 cents or whatever. Exactly. A dollar to send two of those out. Why don't they... <laughs> oh, God, it's annoying. It is annoying. annoying. So uh, don't send us the paper. Don't send us those reminders. And let us uh, pay by direct debit. I mean... Debit card, credit card, whatever. You can't. Even if you call and say, can I pay with my debit card over the phone, they just, uh, no. They do have a really blank look on the face, those ladies. Just, uh, no. In fact, the first time I ever paid extra, this is the before the after the show discussion, by the way. The first time I ever said, I'm just going to give you like $200, so I have to come in here every freaking month. I mean, I'm sick of it. I don't like personally going in. I don't mail anybody any money anymore, right? Because I've moved on. It's technology. And I said, can I just give you like $200? And the manager guy was like right behind her. And she kind of turned and looked at him like like I was robbing the place. And she's like, can we can we do that? And he's like, sure. So when we when we <laughs> win a million dollars some way, we, we're, first thing we do with yep. the million dollars is we get, let's say, $100,000. <laughs> we cash. We get it in cash, put it in a bag. We walk in there and we just drop it on the table and say... Doesn't Never like, send us anything again. Leave yeah. us alone. Can I please request that you don't send me a bill? Physically, and here's, don't send here's me a bill. your money. Put that on the tab. Goodbye. 
Yeah, I, I, my mom used to do that actually, pay extra on loads of bills so that she didn't have to deal with it every month, which would be my, you know, modern day is pretty awesome because you can have that. Why can't they have a website where you go and then just, you, they won't do it that way either, will they? They don't even have a website. Why can't you PayPal the money to them? They have no website. Pathetic. Because that costs the money. Pathetic. And they say that'll raise, and you know, I guess our water is cheap. Don't send two of those notices <laughs> and there's the dollar they can pay the charge <laughs> right. with. Okay, so that's enough of that. Uh, it's Sunday, November the 27th. This is, uh, oh, it's 2011 also. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is after the show number... Go for it. You you have to sing, remember, this year, this week. No. That no. was the whole, that was what we were going to no, do. No, that's what you said. And I say you need to plan something special. You refuse. So I'm just going to act like it's any other day. Okay, so it's number two... Hundred, yeah! You know what I was going to do. I was going to. In fact, I tried to do it, but I didn't get no reply. Um, this week, uh, one of the other podcasts I listened to, Cheap Cheapass Gamer, he had like a live phone-in show, and I tried to phone in to um, ask him could he record an opening to our two hundredth show because we're big fans of them as well, and we've actually been on their show. No, we haven't. They just I mean, they read one of our letters on the show. Anyway, I was going to mention that. <laughs> and I did mention that in an email, but never got it. Let me clarify. They read a note that I sent that said that one of the guys on there acts like an asshole. Correct. So and they all. like that, because they like <laughs> that guy. Anyway, I asked him via email, and I tried to phone in, but couldn't get through. Um, and I was going to have it as the opening to the show, GBD saying, uh, you know. I'm kind of glad you didn't, because... I don't like him that much. I'm saying I tried something. You did. I tried something. I never got a reply. So, you did. The, the spirit was there, but we should have we should have shot higher. Like, I don't know. Roger Ebert could have him send you a note of some kind to read over. Roger Ebert doesn't talk very well right now. That's what I'm saying. He could have sent you a note. And what? I read the note? Yeah. That it's Roger not, Ebert wrote about very, after the show. It's not very good. It's not very good. It wouldn't be good to have a note from Roger Ebert about your movie podcast. Doesn't he sound like Hawkins? Hello, I am Roger. I didn't Eberg. say him say it. I say he sent you a note. He types. He I'm writes joke, all the joke. time. Isn't very funny to make fun of someone who isn't well. Ricky Gervais does that all the time. You're not Ricky Gervais, and I find him funny. You are not Ricky Gervais. But I, hate I find to break him, it to- and you laugh at him, and he makes fun not of all people the time. who are not well. Not all the time. Mm. In fact, this is what I do a lot of times, and you can't see me home, but I have my hands over my eyes, and I just go, "Oh God." Anyway, less of the hilarity. So, it's episode 200. Um, is that two years? <laughs> Roughly. Two more shows? Three more, four more shows? 52 weeks in the four year. Four more shows. No, 52 weeks in the year, right? Correct. Four years. Then we're at number 200. Four more shows. For two years? Eight more shows. For two years? No, four years I was talking about. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you were two, saying, I'm like, uh, I keep, that's why I kept going. So welcome two? to Mathematics 101. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is uh, the 200th show, and we are going to be reviewing the movie Cowboys and Aliens. And all week, I've been calling it Cowboys versus Aliens. It's not Cowboys versus Aliens, even though it actually is Cowboys versus Aliens. I don't know why I thought it was called that, but I did. So, um, Cowboys and Aliens, it's a 2011 movie. It will be released on Blu-ray on the 6th of December, so next week. Um, it's on Blu-ray, it's a PG-13, and there's also an extended cut on the Blu-ray, which is 15 minutes longer, which is unrated. 
Um, but I would still say it's still a PG-13, really. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. make it any worse. Maybe some more violence yeah, on board, that's it. maybe. Um, the tagline for this movie is First Contact, Last Stand, which I actually think is a pretty good uh, tagline. And uh, it's from our friends at Universal, and you are going to give us the synopsis of the movie, which is pretty much the title. It's Cowboys versus Aliens. And Aliens. <laughs> no, the synopsis is It's Cowboys versus Aliens. It literally is. I mean, there's a story, and there's a dude, and... There's a lot of elements here. Some amnesia and some alien experimentation and some violence and some world domination and tiny smattering of romance and then there's the father-son thing and there's assholes in the Old West and there's Hold on. violent a- aliens. And Is there any anal probing? They look like there might have been. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be in an alien mm. um, abduction type scenario, doesn't it? Anyway... Cowboys and Aliens, the latest film from John Favreau, director John Favreau, famous for lots of other things, including Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Um, Doesn't he have anything better? Uh, Elf. Elf is pretty fun. Made. I just watched. Yeah, it. Elf is really good. Uh, one of the best Christmas movies, I think, actually. Um, so yeah, Cowboys and Aliens, um, big summer blockbuster again for this year. We've been. Watching a lot of summer blockbusters recently. You throw that term around awfully loosely, and we have now investigated the success slash lack of success of this movie. Is it a blockbuster if it isn't a huge success? I, think, I don't think so. I think it's a blockbuster because the budget's high, right? No, a blockbuster and it's a big extravaganza, is because it gets people lined up around the block. Hmm. This movie didn't? I don't think anything gets people lined up around the block nowadays. Of course they are. How did Avatar make like $2 billion if people weren't lining up to see the movie? I just think there's so many places. Harry Potter movies have people lining up all the time. Big, huge movies that do... Twilight, I guess. Absolutely. So I think that that is inaccurate. All right, so this summer's not blockbuster movie? I'm not saying it's not. Uh, I'm saying it's <laughs> that term doesn't apply. All right, this term does not apply success. to this movie, even though I, I think this movie is a blockbuster in every sense of the word. But it isn't, because it wasn't a huge success at the box office. Depending on how you define Blockbuster. No. Carry on. (laughs) I don't think it's an individual term. I think it means something. And this isn't one of them. It's a big movie. It's got a big budget. It wasn't a huge success. I personally think it means it's a big budget movie. That doesn't make it a Blockbuster, though. Okay. So I'll say big budget movie. Mm -hmm. This summer's big budget movie, starring Cowboys and Aliens. (laughs) Um... I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, you say you think people won't like it. Mm-hmm. I can't see that because if you've got an imagination of any type, you like you've liked any cowboy movie in your lifetime. You've liked any alien slash special effects movie in your lifetime. How can you not like the uh, combination? I disagree completely because I think if you really love cowboy movies traditionally, you're going to roll your eyes. If you love sci-fi movies. It's not enough sci-fi. So I've seen both of those camps of people real hardcore. I'm not talking about, you know, people like you and I who like everything. But, um... What? Nah, I can tell... I mean, I really enjoyed it, but... What yeah. I liked about it was that they did not go for the humorous style. It was almost like a traditional Western with aliens transplanted into it. It wasn't wisecracking silliness. In fact, the first... You know, exclude some the first twenty minutes. Exclude some obvious uh, sci-fi bits. It could have been a serious western. You know, I liked how it started. 
you know, the amnesia and thing and the um that's what I liked about it. They and Ron Howard in one of the extras was talking about how they retooled a script. Steven Spielberg had this idea a long time ago. And they retooled it and stuff. And made it less wisecracky and more serious. I think that was the best way to go. Don't you? I mean, something like Indiana Jones, where it's kind of a bit more wisecracky. I don't think that's the vibe to go for with this movie. Yeah, but I think that it does... I actually thought it had quite a bit of that. So I don't... I mean, if you turned it up more, I wouldn't. it wouldn't have been over the top. And I still think... If you are a hardcore cowboy person, western person, that's going to be one of the elements you don't like. Are the little the little funky looks and the little one-liners. There's a few of them spattered through there and that's going to be enough to turn you off. Make you it takes you out of the serious western vibe. Here's the unintentionally uh, hilarious part of the whole movie for me. Daniel Craig had a wedgie the entire time. Did you notice that? A what? His pants were stuck right up the crack of his ass. Mm-mm. The entire time. Always. Whenever he had his back to the camera, his leather chap slash pants were right up his asshole. Like as though they were... Uh, maybe that was the Wild West. Up his asshole. Do you not just yeah, literally his crack? Yeah, literally. I will demonstrate. <laughs> they were not. Yeah, they were. Serious. Or I would have noticed. They were. I noticed me, every I single looking. shot and I was like, it's good continuity in this movie because they're always up his ass. <laughs> So I like that. That was kind of funny. I'm sure it wasn't intentional. Or maybe it was. Maybe the prop woman went well, up. He was riding a horse a lot. Maybe the prop woman went up to him and poked them in a little bit every time, you know? Have you ever ridden a horse? It's probably what Things go up your butt crack. <laughs> and maybe maybe that was the error. Maybe maybe that's what happened. Yeah, so um, that was my intentionally hilarious part. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. And this, this extended version, I don't know what is extended because I just tried to find out online and nobody seems to know. Um, in fact, people who saw it on the theatre and then watched the extended version on this Blu-ray for review have said they don't really know what the difference is either, and they've seen both. So, um, and the extended version is 15 minutes longer than the theatrical one. I think it's that extra E. That's the only extended version. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and there is a... Well, I mentioned it on Twitter just recently. There's a typo on the... Don't want to tell you where it is, but just look for it. On the men... Choose the extended version from the main menu, and then on that menu in the Blu-ray, there's a typo, a big, big typo. Um, I've never seen a typo on a Blu-ray menu before. It's the first time. So I decided to send a photograph of the typo to John Favreau to see what he what he thinks. Now, that would have been something to talk about on the 200th episode that somebody like John Favreau I just about responded it. to you. I know, but I mean... They might be held to play at Universal tomorrow, and John Favreau's like on the rampage saying, don't put this out. It's just funny, though. It's kind of funny. He might not like his... Uh, he might want it perfect, his product. Anyway, um, so I don't know what's different. All I can think of is there are some brutal kills mm-hmm. um, with blood and stuff that might have not been in the... But that doesn't equate to 15 minutes, surely. That would be easy to do if you take out 50 seconds, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, here and there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's a lot of fight scenes, so I could see... I could have trimmed some of the uh, extended, in my mind, uh, battle scenes. Because you know me. I get a little bit like, okay, I get it. Let's get on with it. I don't get bored of it, but it's just for effect, obviously. And so I could see trimming 30 seconds here and there. I would say the battles were pretty good in this movie. I I never thought it dragged at all like on. Because, to be honest, for a Cowboys and Aliens movie, there's a surprising... 
Like, this, there's loads of those. <laughs> really, for yeah. a cowboy and aliens movie. There's a surprising lack of aliens, if you know what I mean. They're, they're not in it all the time. No. There's a lot of exposition and human um, side to the more than there is the alien That part, part I really liked, yeah. Yeah, and so did I. That's that's why I liked... I don't know if it was due to the extended cut, but it seemed, it seemed really fleshed out at the beginning. Like, you really do get to know all the people before the shit is the fun. Um... And then when the shit is the fan, there's still lots of dramatic scenes where it's people yeah. explaining things to each other and, you know, scenes with Daniel Craig and um, Olivia Wilde. The, you know, not love scenes, but emotional Talking. scenes. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting because to me, I thought it, as soon as the aliens appeared, which it's not a spoiler because it's right there in the title, as soon as aliens turn up, I thought it was going to be like balls to the wall alien invasion the entire time like something like Battle LA that we watched this year or Skyline as soon as they turn up that's it for the entire movie right aliens are on the screen all the time well that is not the case here and I like that because it's like restrained version of you know there are a lot of big budget special effects towards the end no doubt Um, yeah and that's where my I won't say complaint but as I told you as I was watching it I could actually feel in me the, as you say, the devil's advocate. You know, the person who's watching the movie who isn't liking it. And I could go from both sides. The sci-fi person who doesn't like it because of X, Y, and Z. The cowboy person who doesn't like it because of X, Y, and Z. I could see it. Even though I liked it. When you go in, you've got the hardcore in the desert on the plains, cowboy stuff, lots of sweat, lots of dirt, the camera looks a certain way, the color is a certain way, and then boom, you're in the alien lair kind of thing. Not only that, but the memories of it and all that, it takes you out of it. And yes, the alien world, and from that point of view, should be, you know, slightly different, just like most movies will give you the contrast. It was actually out there so that if you're barely clinging to this story to begin with, I've got the cowboys, I know there's going to be aliens, and you've already got your eye roll ready, that would push you over the edge. Because it, it's like such a huge difference. So that I felt a little bit, you know, when the, when there were the big battles and the aliens and the cowboys and Indians and all of them were fighting, that all blended well. But the certain moments of, I don't know what it was, it just snapped me out and then back in. And that I could, even though I like each one separately, it didn't they didn't blend very well to me. I, liked- I enjoyed it. I mean, don't think that's a negative. I'm just saying, I can see why some people would lose interest. See, I like the CG parts, especially. There's a part in the middle where there's um, a chase, let's say. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was well done. I like the design of the alien mm-hmm. um, crafts, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, not seen anything like that before. The aliens themselves, we watched Super 8 a week ago or two weeks ago and um, that had a really interesting looking alien I thought these were interesting in fact these were weird ones for me because when they were very close up and you saw the face it was a mixture of hilarious sometimes like it had this buggy kind of like also mm-hmm. but then when they opened the mouths it was completely the opposite to that it was like oh my, <sighs> sh- oh my god I don't want to so it was when they had the mouths closed I oft, I'm looking at them thinking, they're kind of funny looking, like like a cartoon character. They've got big, these big eyes and they kind of look gormless. They're like... And then when they open their mouths, they're horrible. Like, um... Yeah. You know, these alien. like... Alien. Yeah, like alien. Like uh, these horrible... So, uh, interesting design. Like nine foot tall... What did he say he designed them after? Like sea turtle. turtles. Yeah. Um, 
and you can see that when 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 they say that you can go oh, yeah yeah I can see that. Um, so I liked the aliens and the craft designs and the mothership design actually. Yes. Which is was surprising to me because I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was that was cool. I think that just I don't know. Some things didn't connect fully for me. Right. Do you think um, stuff isn't explained enough? Or for example, I don't want to spoil anything. So right. if, I say, if I say that, it's kind of. Spoiled. You just mean that. There are aliens. Well, we know this. So none of that. Um, no, you know what? I don't have. I, I mean, it does. It does kind. Of, it does explain why they've come. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually an interesting. I thought an interesting. Yeah. If not. And you have the, you know. Who's? <laughs> I don't want to say. Either. I mean, there are interesting things that I didn't see. Absolutely. Let, let me say that. There's a lot of really good elements. Yeah. I just felt like in times. I don't know. I felt like it wasn't. It wasn't. In the moments when they're doing scenes with aliens and cowboys together, I felt just like what I just said. It's a scene with cowboys and aliens. Whereas in the early part, you're watching a story unfold. You're, you're watching a world and people in this world. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm watching a sci-fi scene in a movie being made. Right. Like, it was too much. Sometimes. See, uh, let's mention this is also based on a comic book yeah. graphic novel. Um, so it does have a... It's not a, an original thing that John Favreau made up. It's from Right. Something. And I w- I'm not saying those things as a negative. It's more like... Um, like, I really enjoyed it, but I want people to be aware that you have to go along for the ride kind of thing. And let it... You kind of have to make it go together in your own mind. Because I feel like it was a little disjointed. But... Yeah, no, I liked it, and uh, one of the reasons I really liked it... I liked it, too. ...is down to the cast, which I think Absolutely. is a real... They glue it together very well. And I think everybody in the cast is awesome. Like, it's it's one of those casts. Yeah, there's no It's an exception. all-star, um, everybody's right for the part. You don't feel... I never felt anybody was kind of out of place. Um, so, first off, we got Daniel Craig as Jake Lonergan. Um, Mr. James Bond himself, still suave... Um, some, you know, Daniel Craig's British. I didn't hundred percent buy his uh, cowboy accent, but oh, fine. Thankfully, he didn't talk much. He doesn't talk <laughs> a lot. He grunts and he kind of one-liners it, and he—I don't, I don't mean cheesy one-liners, but there's not a lot One of dialogue coming time, from him. Yeah. He's more of a stoic kind of guy, so that saved it for me. Um, but you know, I. I thought to myself before I watched this, I can't imagine Daniel Craig as a cowboy. He just doesn't ring it for me. But as soon as I saw him in a cow, I was like, okay. See, that was okay. another one of the elements that kind of snapped me out every now and then. Because... I mean, he's not... It wouldn't be my first choice to be the leading cowboy in a cowboy and aliens movie. He really wouldn't like. But um, I thought he pulled it off. I mean, it, I wouldn't think it. It isn't that... Well, mm, I don't know if that's a fair statement. Because who do you ever think of anyone doing anything, really? Yeah. But that's not fair, is it? Because then they're not acting. That's the point of acting. Right, but I, I, what I'm saying is he's not... He's a bit... He's a bit too British. He's a bit too... Yeah, but he's super versatile. We've seen him in loads of he different He is, and that's what I'm saying. He did a good job here. Um, so, Harrison Ford, who I do see as a cowboy, or a rough kind of rough and tumble kind of dude, 
obviously because I've seen him in lots of rough and tumble kind of movies, um, plays Woodrow Dollarhide, um, but he's just Harrison Ford, right? Um, actually, I felt like he did really good because he was an asshole. So, okay. and he did some pretty choice moments of being real gruff and and. Uh, I mean, his character. He was wasn't that. charming, and he wasn't clever, and he wasn't, you know. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, no, he's not nothing, Indiana Jones. Nothing. So I felt like it was good. It was good, actually. But I've seen him play something like that before. Not like this. Frantic, maybe? No. That's totally different than 30 years ago. <laughs> no, he's... I mean that kind of... Oh, I disagree. Personality, whatever it is. So, um, Olivia Wilde, who we last seen in Tron Legacy, um, stars as Ella Swenson. Um... She needs to eat some cheese whiz. Why? <laughs> she's a little too thin, that girl. She's got the Hollywood syndrome. There's, she's too thin. I love her in Tron. I loved her. Tron was the first time I'd ever yeah, seen Tron, her. Yeah, Tron, she wasn't this thin. No, she had some nice that. curve to her. She was perfect. Maybe it was the black For suits. her, whatever. What? Maybe it was the suits in Tron made her look different. I don't know, but in this, I think someone has convinced her of something. Then she's too skinny. But as far as her <laughs> the role problem, goes. The problem I had <laughs> with awesome. The problem I had with it, yes, she's beautiful and everything, no doubt, right? But her clothes were super clean all the time. Did you notice that? They, never, they, they hadn't No, really... actually, she wasn't super clean. I actually, fiz- I remember thinking right. after one point when she's, she was really muddy all around the bottom. Right, well, at the beginning, when we first meet her, everybody was grimy and grubby and her dress looked like it had come out of a washing machine and that was one thing where I was like, why is she not grubby? But then again, she might have just pulled it out of the washing machine. The Wild West washing right. machine. Um, but I like her. Mm, I like I to see her. It, you know, I really like her in Tron. I, you know, she made me a fan when I watched Tron, so hopefully she's in another Tron. Um, Sam Rockwell, who I think can do no wrong, um, in this movie is the Doctor, which, not the Doctor, Doctor Who, Doc. He's called Doc. But he's like the... Um, I like to say in the extras, the comic light-hearted comic relief. Yeah, I think Sam Rockwell's amazing. To he be honest. is. Um, I loved him. Like he did a comic kind of turn in Iron Man Two, um, and I love that too. You know, the flamboyant, over-the-top kind of dude. In this, it's more of a hapless kind of. Not hapless as no. a doctor, but hapless as like a a fighter. Like he can't shoot a gun. He has to learn how to shoot a gun in the movie. He, um, he's kind of frightened of everything. He's you know, he's not action hero, Mr. Daniel Craig. So I love his wife. I like her. I don't know her name, but I really like that actress. Yeah, I've seen her before. Her what in, though? It's not very long ago. No. I can't remember. But she's good. Um, she's uh, Mexican. And then finally, I'd wrote down here uh, Paul Dano as uh, Percy Dollarhide, which is really cool, because Paul Dano has been in another Wild Westy type movie, which is There Will Be Blood. Um and in this one, he's like a weaselly kind of... He's the son of uh, Harrison Ford, but he's like the kid that... Harrison Ford is like the local rich guy, cattleman, has all the money, owns the town, kind of bullies everybody. The son is like the spoiled brat who runs around town intimidating everybody as this dickhead son. Who? He's the kind of son you wouldn't... You, he's you not want. proud of him. He, he so wishes, ultimately, the, it's a good thing. <laughs> he wishes he had another son. I mean, he wishes other people... Yeah, you forgot about the son. guy who's the Native American guy who takes care of him. You forgot him. He was really good. And the kid was really good. There's a boy in there. Actually. There's a boy does, who could only work two hours a day. And he's but in he it a lot. But he actually does some of the best 
performance of anybody in this movie. You know, I liked about the bar, and it was something that he never said. But you know, everybody's dirty in the Wild West, and the boys dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are permanent tear tracks on his face, even when he's not been crying in any scenes. But when you see that, you're just like, this kid is upset the majority of the time because of his shitty lot in life. Or. He's just legitimately dirty because he might have cried yeah. two days ago. Yeah, yeah, but, he has but these, it's still there. Yeah, and I really like that because it just gave me this kind of. Back- sure didn't, I only noticed it twice, and no, I looked yeah, at him all, really close. All the time. I, I was like, um, it just gave me this backstory to this kid that. Well, he's he, sensitive, and he's he, got bad shit going on. No, I'm saying it. it's good. They, yeah, you, just a couple of dirty tear tracks on a kid's face can give you this back because this kid's yeah a clean, having a clean shitty tear tracks because he's so tracks. dirty that the clean. You said dirty tear tracks. But they're clean. Two little clean spots down his face. Yes. So, um, I'm just trying to build a picture for people. Dirty kid, dirty face kid with two little clean tracks down the front. So this is uh, directed by John Favreau, who, as I said earlier, directed Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Elf and Maid. He also has appeared in many movies, which we'll uh, know, like Swingers. Famous for that, right? Um, and? Swingers. And? Daredevil. He was the friend. Yes, and Iron Man, he was the friend. Driver, wasn't he? Correct. Friend slash driver. You like to correct me, don't you? I was just thinking the same thing about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that so, you love to correct me. Let's ask the listeners who corrects who more. I think you correct me. Yeah, because time. you know what? Mostly men would write into you, so they're going to obviously say... So, um, John Favreau, uh, interestingly, on the uh, extras, seems to uh, go up and down in weight. Like Peter Jackson, lost a load of weight um, for Lord of the Rings. While he was doing Lord of the Rings. I was going to say he didn't do And we saw him in the extras, and he was, like, really fat. And then he was, like, super thin. And now I've seen him recently, and he's kind of medium. Because it's hard. I mean, he's he's still thin, but he's not like he used to be. John Favreau in these extras, Even which the are extras, yeah. him, him filming this movie over what the course of sixty days, maybe not a huge amount of time. In fact, the very first scene of the extras is the first sit-down cast reading, yeah, and it was on July the eighth, two thousand and ten. So, you know, not long—a sixty-day yeah. period. And uh, I'm I'm serious; he changes in weight. I don't know what's wrong with him. Is it like he's stressed out or what? Like sometimes he's super easy. thin, sometimes he's really fat. It's really how do you, how do you change in that small amount of period though? Well, probably that could do. Like I said, it could be angles and being on the camera. It can add stuff to you. And- I'm worried about him. It's like he's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really like him, but I mean, the difference between him is like whoa. Uh, like like you say, I, 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 maybe sometimes it's the shirt he's wearing is tight yeah. or whatever, but. There was scenes where I was like, okay, he looks like he did in Iron Man. Because he'd really got in shape for Iron Man. Oh, he never looked like that in these extras. Never, never. No, he didn't. But um, what I'm saying, in in Iron Man, it got really slim. Like, um... Relatively slim. Like Seth Rogen had got. Like, just looks like an average guy, not a fat guy. Well, now, he's kind of in the middle, isn't he? But then there's some scenes where you're like, oh my god, what happened? Shouldn't affect the... Uh, but it, it's jarring for me when I'm watching it and I'm thinking, oh, is he unhealthy or something? What's going on? But he looks like a good director to me. Really involved in the process, right? I mean, I know this is his movie, 100%. It's not a Marvel movie. It's him making a movie. 
Seem, he seemed really on the ball, like on everybody, getting actors' performances out of actors, on the set the entire time, even when there's a big dust storm and he's got <laughs> his goggles on and he's waiting for the dust storm to clear. It looks... The only thing is, I know that you said it to the contrary, but he he's not the only one, though. Sometimes when these directors start saying how it's been really hard, it's it's really hard, and... It's been a long time, and we're ready for it to be done, and I'm thinking, really? Don't you think a lot of people have jobs like, I don't know, plumbers and clerks in stores? Their job might be a little bit harder than standing in a dust storm on a movie set where you're going to make about $50 million. I mean, I always get a little bit, like, turned off by that vibe of, oh, I mean, I'm not doubting that it's difficult it must be, oh my god, imagine. I can't imagine the logistics pro- to making a yeah, big movie. No. The process of making, the project of making a movie, particularly with all the can't stuff even going imagine. on. Right? However, to get that look on your face and like, oh wow, it's been really tough and we'll all be glad when it's over. It's like, I don't feel bad for you, I, you know? So, so that's the only little thing that he just, you know, just stop telling us to, that how bad it is. So, um, Cowboys and Aliens on Blu-ray comes with a uh, Blu-ray DVD digital copy. It's got a bunch of extras, which I think are actually pretty it good. It did have pretty good extras, yeah. Um, first off, it's got this... Uh, we've talked about it before, but and we couldn't experience it because we don't have an iPad, but this second screen thing. Um, and they've actually changed it for this thing. In fact, one of the things I said last time, which would be cool about the second screen, is maybe you could take the extras from the... S- from your uh, TV screen and put them on your iPad. Like, flick them down across. Well, they've done that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I don't remember you saying that, though. Yeah, I said it in the, in the last one right. when I was talking about this, that it would be, why, instead of just having the concept art down here, why not have the picture-in-picture picture down here? So then when you're re-watching it, you can have a full-screen picture-in-picture and have the movie going. Well, they've done that this time. I thought we both agreed that that is lame because why would you want to be looking at two things at once? Well, I don't. I don't think it's lame if it's like this for the commentary, which is something you'd be watching after you'd seen the movie another time. It's lame when they when they're saying like, let's watch the movie the first time and watch concept art as you watch it. This is only with the commentary on. Right. Then why do you need it on another screen? Well, it's got more than. You have concept art on your iPad, and then if you what if you've got concept art, you're looking through, and then you're like, oh, they've started talking on the TV. You can swipe the thing down from the TV to the iPad, so you can see that on there too. Yeah, but you still can't look at both at the same time. No, well, you might be looking at the concept art and want to watch that at the same time. You, then you don't have to look at both at the same time. You just look at the iPad. And I don't want to give anyone the impression that I don't like technology. I love technology, but this seems like a, just a. I'm kitchen. saying you can just look at the iPad. Yeah, I know, but then the sound why comes bother? out of the TV. Well, if you're looking at all the concept art and they start talking all of a sudden in a picture-in-picture, which happens occasionally during the movie, and you're like, oh, but I'm still looking at this stuff, well, you can look at them both. That's the idea of it. You can't look at them both, though. Well, you can, because they're step side by side. You mean you hold it up and just look at both at the same time? No, you swipe that down off the screen. I know, that's what I'm saying. So why would you... How could you be looking at the movie and what they're doing? You don't look at the movie. The extras from the movie come on the screen, on on the iPad. You don't have to look at the movie at all once, because you've got it all on here. (laughs) But that's my point. What is the point then? Why not leave it on the TV and just watch it? You don't. If you're not. If you don't have. Because if you're looking at the concept art, which never appears on the TV, only on the iPad, and you're flicking through it and listening to the commentary, and then one of those little picture-in-picture comes up, 
Well, you can pull the picture and picture down and look at it next to the concept art. That's what I'm getting at. Alright, why not just look at it all on the TV? Because that concept art never appears on the TV. That's what I'm saying. Only why not just let it be on the TV? I don't know how you would have it all on the TV. Or... Show a slide of the of the concept art with some talking, and then the talkie back and then, and then a little slide. Just like they used to in the olden days. Anyway, the f- new flick view. Well, not anyway. I just think it seems like there's no actual functionality to it at all. It's just kitschy. It's a gadget that serves no purpose except to seem gadgety. Now, to take the movie on your iPad, it does wherever you want to go... And watch the extras. It does that too. Obviously, that makes sense. But to have it on both, it's just... It doesn't make sense to me. You can also pause, rewind, play, etc. from the iPad. That's a new feature on the bottom. So you get, you know, you can pause the movie while you're looking at the stuff. So it's just a net interactive way of looking at it. Um, I think it's alright. But well, Last week you didn't. You thought it was stupid. <laughs> it wasn't on last week's. But I think the flick view is... Um, it wasn't on Captain America. I think the flick view is a good thing to add because that's what I wanted on it. So you could definitely take that thing from down there or push it back up there, you know? Mm. I think you need to listen back because you thought having two things was ridiculous. On Tron Legacy because they wanted you to do it on the first watch week, of your movie. Week before last then. Something like that. I just remember it being our, our actual argument that we agreed well, on. the only other thing it's appeared on is Tron Legacy. That, that was the first one. And um, I said I didn't like it on there because when the movie starts for the very first time, it says, okay, we're going to watch the movie. Get your iPad ready. Let's do this. So they're just saying, sit there with your iPad while the movie's playing for the very first time you see it. This is only with the commentary. So it's going to be the second time you see it, right? Because who's going to sit and watch the commentary the first time they watch the movie? That's why it's... I think that is a fine way of doing it. Anyway, enough of that. So, um... Bonus features on here are conversations with John Favreau, which are amazing, I think, actually. And the, if you're a, a director in Hollywood and you've got the people he's talking to behind you, you're going to be a success. 100% of the time? Yeah. Um, he literally has produced, producing this movie. Steven Spielberg, Brian Grazier, and Ron Howard. And he sits them down, and not only them, he sits down all the stars from the movie too, and interviews them. Almost like he's a, just a fan of them interviewing them. But didn't we discuss this, that it wasn't a huge success? The movie, I mean. We love no, I'm it. not talking about this movie. I'm talking about a director. Oh, you said it, we were guaranteed to have a success. That's all I was oh, thinking. the maybe. director having success. Right. Like you overall. as a career. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, his be- Steven Spielberg was sucking his dick, basically. Every single thing that Steven Spielberg said was... Di- even in the um, making of was... John Favreau is just amazing. He's got all this stuff, and he's amazing. He's got this range, and he can see things that other people can't. All everything out of Steven Spielberg's mouth was like John Favreau is the the shit. Right. If, if Steven Spielberg thinks you're the shit, I think you'd be all right in Hollywood. Don't you think? Um, I guess I think it just depends on every. You're only as good as your last movie, right? Pretty much. It's brutal, but I think that's the that's the truth. I don't think Steven Spielberg thinks this is about. This was partially his idea, right? Sure. So I think Steven Spielberg is probably happy with this. Mm-hmm. Which I would be. I'd be happy with it too. It's not, I don't think it's always about. Well, it is for the studios. Exactly. But not for the artist, right? I'm not sure if Favreau sees it as pure art, but he wants a big, huge success, money-wise. But. I think he's already. I think that you can't 
like they said, there's they even I love part of their discussion where they're like, there's this thing that it's magical or something that it's intangible that comes together in certain movies that make it just something amazing. And that's true. We've talked about it. There's something about certain movies that maybe not aren't great. They're not perfect. And yet, when you're watching it, you're just in love with it. It's like the most amazing thing ever. And then other movies that are well-made and look great and have the right cast, you watch it, and then you're like, okay, and it's a little bit, you know, whatever. And they discuss that, which I love that. Like Iron Man, I guess. Everything comes together perfectly for Iron Man. It's one of the best superhero movies, right? Oh, to you. uh, Not to me, but... Uh, to a lot of people, it was humongous. So was Iron Man 2, right? Even says from the director of Iron Man, right on the cover. Yeah, but I mean, like, as an individual, what I meant was they're having that discussion where they've actually tuned into that as well. Like, as a movie watcher. That there's something about certain movies that you can't can't even figure no. out what it is. So I love that part of their discussion. That's all I was saying. And So, like, conversations with John Favreau, it's, there's probably about eight of them. He, he interviews Daniel Craig, like Olivia Wilde... Sam Rockwell, Steven Spielberg, etc. And uh, the lengthy-ish interviews. Oh, the interviews. They were, I thought they were just like making comments now and then on different things. No, you know, they're, like they're interviews, conversations with John Favreau. We watched right. the whole thing. The the Steven Spielberg one was fifteen yeah. minutes. So each one is fifteen. So it's quite a bunch of interviews. They were um, good. And then the second uh, extra is. Igniting the Sky, the making of Cowboys and Aliens. This is like, a, it's actually a 40 minute. Well, it's a bunch of featurettes strung together, basically. It's not like the one on Iron Man, which I was hoping it was. Just a basic fly on the wall, here's mm. the production. This one's more glossed up and... Yeah, yeah, cut together like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So it it plays like a series of featurettes as well, even though each each one discusses a different thing. One's about the stars of the movie, one's about the special effects, one's about the wardrobe, one's about... There's none about the music. Mm -mm. Even though it has good music, this movie. Um, So it is the making of Cowboys and Aliens, but I also feel like it's just a bunch of featurettes. It doesn't feel like one of those pure documentaries that I really like. Mm -mm. Because he did those on Iron Man and Iron Man 2, and I really like those, where it's just him on the set, wandering around. Even though partially this is... There's a lot of talking heads and a lot of that weird VH1 style. Yes. Let's turn them a different color and flash them. Zoom, zoom it in it. three yeah. times. Zoom it out three times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That annoying. Filmmaking. Seriously, who think who thinks that makes it? It's like what they're saying isn't enough. Yeah. You have to like give some sort of visual pizzazz. And there's a feature commentary with John Favreau, and there's also a Universal's U Control feature with picture in picture on different scenes in the movie so you can go through it several times right you could do it once with your second screen thing you could do it once with your you control thing you could do it once with John Favreau's commentary and once just watching the movie so you could at least watch the movie four times if you're really into it right yeah um so yeah tons of extras I actually was impressed with the amount of extras I thought it was reason reasonable amount lots of stuff um and the extended version of the movie. If you did see it in theatres and liked it, there's a new version of the movie that's 15 minutes longer, which you have not seen. And I can't tell you what the new <laughs> stuff is, though. I wish I knew. Uh, I find that there is a site online that breaks down normal movies and extended versions of the movies 
shows you screenshots of everything, what time it occurs in the movie, um, and breaks it down, tells you, like, in the theatrical version, this happens, in the extended version, they say this extra, and there's this extra. They've not done it for this one yet. But they do it for everything. I don't know the name of the website, I'll put it in the links. But I look at that every week, because we always watch extended versions, and I'm always thinking to myself, I wonder if the theatrical version's better. Always. Because, as you know, extended versions can make movies better. I think they can also make them worse. Worse? Yeah, because I think sometimes the reason they edited a theatrical version down was because the extended bits didn't work. Like, it made the story drag. Too much, or it, right? Yeah, yeah. I sometimes, I've always got the niggling feeling in the back of my head. Say I didn't enjoy a movie 100%, that I might have enjoyed the theatrical one. Don't you have that? No. Because stuff's usually cut for a reason. And they yeah, only put stuff back in to sell it. A lot of times we disagree with that as well. Like loads of times we we watch. There's times when you th- when we, we watch extended th- mo- scenes, we watch deleted scenes, and we're like, "Why did they take that out? I mean, why are they taking that out? It's perfect." Well, there's also a lot of times where we watch all the deleted scenes and go, "Yeah, they they were better off deleted." There's lots of times when we say that. I'm more neutral than neutral. I mean, yeah. like it wouldn't have added anything to it. So, right. But I, really when I'm watching a movie, I never think, "Oh, this should be cut out" or anything oh. like that. I do all the time with movies. I sometimes think this scene's. Just. Oh yeah, if, you, if, if you're talking about cutting fight scenes in half and car chases, I'm all over that. Yeah. Not <laughs> Unless just it's that. Jason. Some Boyd. dialogue scenes where I think this is not needed. Like it's not needed. Like oh, it I seems. Disagree. It seems too much. Like I've already been explained this. We don't need it again, kind of thing. There's oftentimes that. But I, like I say, it's always a niggling feeling in my mind that the theatrical version might be better. But then who knows? You'd have to watch both, wouldn't you? And that's the reason they put both on these discs. Like, next time I watch it, I'll watch the theatrical one and see what I'm missing. Because, I mean, I'm for 15 minutes extra footage, there must be full scenes extra. It can't just be a bit of explosion yeah. here and a bit of explosion there, because 15 minutes is a lot of explosions, you know? And a lot of blood and guts. So I'm thinking there's full dialogue scenes that are... Added. Yeah. So if anybody wants to tell me exactly what was uh, new, they can email me. So, um, in conclusion, what's your conclusion? I enjoyed it. I mean, I had a good time. I but, feel like... I don't know if it's a whole butt. <laughs> Maybe one cheek of a butt. Um, Are, um, you mean I uh, feel Daniel like, Craig's wedgie But No, I didn't notice the wedgie. Um, oh, it's there. It's like this. I really love the concept, and I really like the movie, and I love the cowboy part, and I really dug the alien part... I like the story of everybody. Well, you got some cookie-cutter characters from every Western. Yada, yada. That's just how movies go. There's something about the way they didn't quite... I don't know. The connection just didn't come for me. Even though I like all the elements. The whole of it. I just... I could get behind it and I could recommend it to loads of people. Because you're really going to have a good time. It's Visually, it's just different than anything that you're used to. Um... I can honestly say you've never seen this subject covered. Yeah, and uh, like they say, why? Because, I mean... It seems... The concept of aliens from another planet aren't new to the 20, 20th and 21st century. I mean, have we ever even seen a Western that diverges in any way? 
There's not know, just like a western or something. Yeah, well, we have Blazing Saddles, but um, I mean, I mean, just a well, western. Well, yeah, we had the Wild Wild West. Right? Yes, and then yeah, the at TV look show at the state of Wild, of Wild, Wild West. West. I never saw the movie. It was but, horrible. I mean, the TV show was the combination of it was like the comedy seventies western kind of TV time show mixed with time and, and uh, technology and stuff, robots yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah, you've had it, just not. That's all I think. I think it could have been just, just a bit more. I think the comment you made about because they didn't make it funny, which was good. They didn't make the aliens too terribly involved. You know, we don't have a lot of story about them. We don't have anything about them, which is okay because Predator does the same thing and it's awesome. Apart from we but, know a little bit about them. We know a little bit. Why? Why? Yeah. Their mo- yeah, their yeah. reason for being here and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like there's something doesn't... And the reason why they're here without is makes, well, don't tell anybody. Little, little I'm not telling anybody. I'm just saying it, this time. Oh, period, this time frame makes yeah. sense. Yeah, 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 totally. So yeah, I liked that because it doesn't seem just bogus. Like why the hell? Um, I just wanted it to be more, maybe yes. more fantastical or more either more gritty all the way through. 100 percent grit. 100 percent based in what I consider like a reality of a cowboy era time frame where humans are at that stage of our evolution aliens show up and they've got this kind of technology without any loose nuts and bolts. i don't know i just felt like it See, wasn't this year we've seen skyline battle la <laughs> yeah. cowboys and aliens super eight what else is it we've it's been a bit of an alien anything else green lantern if you want to yeah you know We've seen a bit of a, quite a lot of different types of aliens this year, I think, in cinema. It's been one of those years. But um, I liked Cowboys and Aliens. Mm-hmm, I like it too. It was unique for me. It didn't... It threw some surprises at me that I didn't see were coming. Um, Absolutely. The, yeah, the one I liked, I liked everybody in it, pretty much. I think, I think with a lesser cast, it might have been a bit like Skyline. <laughs> Skyline was an interesting concept. Yeah. But, like, the cast was <laughs> not good. Nobody was good. But the, the effects were great, right? Yeah. I mean, I liked watching the effects. And I liked the concept and the ending of Skyline. I adored the ending to it. Um, but the cast let that down. Whereas the cast elevate this one. It is true. So it's the, kind of the opposite of that. Because, um, yeah, that cast in Skyline was nasty. <laughs> I mean, it was just... They weren't all nasty. It's not fair. There were to some me, okay it was people. Like, no, I think you're. I think you're blinded to the good. Those are some fine people, but the overall, even was, Baptista from was Dexter rough. was terrible in it. Oh, but God. as a, as a whole, you see, I enjoyed that movie a lot too. I enjoy this one. It's just that I don't know. I don't know how to describe it when a movie doesn't quite. I'm thinking that's what they were ta- like. You say in mm-hmm. the extras that is exactly what they were talking about before this had hit. I'm assuming yeah. before this had even come out, that interview was done. Um, so, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. Uh, in conclusion, I liked it a lot. It's I not my favourite film of the year, but I did like it. It's definitely a good two and a two hours, 15 minutes well spent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see what Favreau does next. And I think it's Iron Man 3. I think that's what he was talking about. So, um... Well, I thought he was done with Iron Man. No, I think he's... He was just... He wanted to make this... Iron Man 3 was going to be sooner than you think. This summer, I guess. It just didn't happen, they... Knocked it on the head so he could go. And he's and do not this. doing the Avengers. No, 
Who is? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Del Toro? No. Oh, I can't say it offhand, but it's somebody like... I like Del Toro. Yeah, it's not him. Del Toro was going to do the, the... He did Hellboy. He was going to do the new Lord of the Rings movies, but he pulled out and Peter Jackson decided to do them instead. Lord of the Ring movies? The Hobbits. The Hobbits, right. Lord of the Rings movies. There's still Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> no, The it's Hobbit's the pre- its own book, right? Lord of the Ring prequels. But The Hobbit is its own book. Correct. Okay. The book before the Lord of the Rings. Right, books. so it's its own thing. Correct. Right. It's not a Lord of the, It's not out of the Lord of the Rings, that's what I'm saying. It's not out of the Lord of the Rings books. It will be called Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. That's what it will be called. So The Hobbit was out of the Lord of the Rings? No, the series of books, Lord of the Rings, includes The Hobbit. It's right. a whole series of books. Okay. The three that we saw movies of are only three of the eight books or something. Okay. It's a whole thing. So, um, thanks to Universal, and next week's Blu-ray review will be... Surprise, I don't know. It could be... Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It could be... Larry Crown. Or it could be... Something I didn't mention. (laughs) Are we not going to try, maybe, possibly... Maybe, maybe have some holiday movies in between now and the holiday. If you, uh, if you come across if any. holiday movies come out, yeah, I will. Unless you just want to watch holiday movies and review them. I'll be watching them. Don't uh, worry about I that. I mean, not new ones. Because there are no new ones, right? I don't know. Well, I guess there are. There's what? always something, isn't there? You know we're going to be watching Love Actually. There's a, there's <laughs> a uh, Santa Pause or something coming up oh, from dear. Disney. Now I'll pass you on that one. That. <laughs> That'll be a holiday one. Yeah. Um, Santa pause. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to enter a contest, go to ascoli.com and enter a contest. Movie tagline fun for this week. Um, I'm going to ask you a tagline to a movie. You know what? The funny thing is I wrote the tagline. I have no idea what movie it is um, until I look at it. So I need to look at it. Um, All right, and the game is what again? Say it again. Say movie it again. tagline. We play it every week. I say a tagline, or you say a tagline, and um, you guess it. Okay. I'm the winner at the moment. Well, there's no winners, honey. This is just a friendly game. I am the winner. <laughs> no. All right. It's so not over, so you haven't won. It will be coming to an end soon because every week I'm struggling to find taglines that you've definitely seen the movie, and. That I could potentially you might guess. potentially guess. You mean it's going to end? Yeah. This wonderful game. We'll, then what's after this? We'll just change. You'll, you can make a new game. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. So movie tagline fun for this week. Your tagline is, and if you want to play along at home, just pause after I've said the tagline and try and guess it. And then press play when you're ready. The tagline is, size does matter. And you have seen it. And I have seen it. And I own it. On Boogie the- Nights. No, I already had Boogie Nights the other week. And it was <laughs> That's something a good like guess, that, though, right? Size does matter. I own it on DVD, not Blu-ray. Okay. And I have seen it. Yes. It's been made in the last ten years? Maybe eleven. <laughs> but yes. Okay. It could be 1999. Hmm. Does size refer to a gun? No. <laughs> a body part? No. A body? No. 
Well, mm. <laughs> there's a shrinkage involved. No. Like, honey, I shrunk the kids. No. <laughs> You're what's not, the genre? You're not gonna get it. What's the I genre? Mean, you can't. I, Come on, what's the genre? It's like a <laughs> comedy, sci-fi, horror, big summer movie. <laughs> In all respect. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm homing in because now it sounds familiar. You can't have any more clues, that's it. Okay, I'm homing in, because that does sound very familiar. Is it Armageddon? No. (laughs) Okay, I give up. Godzilla. Oh, right. Oh, I was close. I was... I didn't want to say monster movie, because I think you would have got it. No, I wouldn't have. Godzilla wouldn't have even been on my radar. So, So, yeah, you know, the remake of Godzilla by um, the guy who did all the other big disaster movies. I always forget his name. He also did that 2012, which was garbage in my opinion. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, God, I really didn't enjoy that. And I was so hyped for it. Day After Tomorrow, kind of all right. Yeah. Godzilla, I did like it. Matthew Broderick. People hate it. I don't know why. I thought it was a great uh, Monster in a City movie. You know why? Because it's got too much kitschy, one-liner, funny You know what I also think? Because Godzilla's a pre-existing thing. I think whatever you do with it in a Hollywood way. Yeah. For those people who love Godzilla running around Tokyo in a man in a rubber suit type thing, this ruins it for them because this is not what it is. It's that. I think that might have been partially it because there's a lot of Godzilla fans. You know, and it was uh, trying to bring Godzilla to America and make it appeal to an American audience. It was... Because I think the appeal of Godzilla in, in Japan is man in a rubber suit running around a fake city. Cardboard City trampling on it and stuff. Because you've seen them, haven't you? They, mm-hmm. They're pretty bad. They're like a B-movie in, all, in every respect, aren't they? They're pretty bad-like. But I think that's what people love about them, that they're rubber suit man. And this wasn't. This was literally real monster guy. It's a Japanese movie once. The Ants, like Day of the Ants or something, where giant ants were under the city and it was Japanese and giant ants would come at these and I remember a bunch of Japanese worker people in like hard hats and screaming and Jap- saying things in Japanese and then the subtitle would come on and then this big really bad CGI not CGI even like was know. that Godzilla versus like because they have tons of them it Godzilla versus the you giant ants it. Godzilla versus somebody the- was in the hospital when I was a little kid could have been my dad for hemorrhoids I don't know and um Jam. something like that and I had to sit downstairs in the lobby where the television was, and just sit on a couch, and where people were coming and going in the hospital, out, you know, in and out, and just sit and watch this little tiny TV, and that was what was on. <laughs> it could have been a Godzilla movie, it, but you know, it like brings me up of a Godzilla movie, that movie, Korean movie we watched called The Host. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I recommend to anybody. Yeah. It's so bizarre and weird. Um, it's a good one. It is, and it's totally unexpected what you actually see. Um, when it when things occur in it, you're like, really? Is that really happening? That's it's, it's bizarre the way it's presented. And see, to you. that movie blends a very real foundation with this great, yeah. crazy good monster movie. thing, and it's just right. You I know, I think it's right because it's completely weird, and we're not used to the. Yeah, but then Korean... you think about the way they start the story, and you get to know all the characters, and it's very grounded in reality, and yet there's this. Outrageous monster thing. I mean... So, um, talking to movies, movie recommendations for this week. 
I am going with one of my favourite movies of this year, if not last year. One of my favourite Blu-rays of this year, movies of last year, Tron Legacy, because it features Olivia Wilde and it's got a link to this movie. Um, No matter what people say, and there's a lot of haters on the new Tron movie, I really loved it. I liked it. I liked it better the second time. Yeah, I think it's got one of the best soundtracks of all time, almost. I still listen to it. It's fantastic. I've got my uh, Zoom um, on. I always listen to it. The visuals, you cannot deny the visuals are as what I wanted out of a new Tron movie. We watched the original Tron at the same time. I think it's a great Tron movie. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, Tron. And the second one's Casino Royale, <laughs> which uh, is the Daniel Craig tie-in. Which um, is not my favourite Bond movie, but it's my favourite Daniel Craig Bond movie. Of the two uh, that he's made. <laughs> there's, there's another one coming. Not right. seen it. But go on. And my recommendations are, because I wanted to dig up from, in my lifetime, in my adultness, or you know, bordering on adultness, was Silverado as a Western modern take on a... Well, no, it's not even modern take. It's just a Western that was made just, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago, maybe? 15, probably. Yeah. And um, it's got some... And it's good. It's just good. Um got a little bit of kitsch to it. It's got a young Kevin Costner and, a, you know, kinds of Kevin Klein, and it's got racism and it's got the town bully and it's got, you know, Ke- who else? The guy, the tall guy from Ch- the big chill, that guy, Jeff Goldblum. And I mean, it's just good. It's got some good. I was going to say, I saw some of Blazing Saddles the other day and I forgot how racist that movie is. Like racist in a how racist is racism? Like, is terrible, let's be really of. super racist in this movie to show how racist it was there. But like the way, yeah, yeah, it's awful. The N word all the time. It's, it's awful. It's really bad nowadays because we've it's it's true, isn't it? You've we've become. It's like now, if I see someone smoking in a movie on an airplane or in a in a like if I'm watching a movie or a TV show and someone lights up a cigarette and they're in a restaurant or in a building or on a airplane, I'm just like. Disgusted by it, yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's really old-fashioned. Because I've just been inundated now. good In a good way. So that too, yeah, that kind of wish. So my other recommendation is another Western kind of out there. It's called Little Big Man with uh, Dustin Hoffman. It's from like the 70s, I believe, late 70s, maybe early 80s. But I think early, late I 70s. I don't know if I've seen it. It's, uh, I only saw it when I was a kid. And I just remember being riveted, like I was glued. It was one of those late night TV nights when I had all the lights turned off, and I was supposed to probably go to bed, but I turned the TV on really low, and it was. Ju- I just was starting with like you know when the movie logo comes up, and I don't know if you've been this way your whole life, but if I was watching HBO or anything, yeah, the Disney thing comes up when that first hint of a new movie starting on TV comes up with the movie studio logo and the. Than a credit. My heart. I just remember being like, like I was thinking I should go to bed. I should go to bed. Turned the channel. Boom. A movie was starting. And I just remember looking at it. And then it just started. And I was, I felt like I was just glued to it the whole time. Because it was so different than anything I'd ever seen. I'll tell you a movie. And it was kind of a Western movie. That used to come on late at night. And I would have that feeling and be completely glued to it. And it was Bronco Billy. (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie? Uh It's about... It's Clint Eastwood. And it's... One of those travelling circuses in, in yeah. mid, mid-America. Where he's like the um, yeah. he lasso's things and he's on it. And uh, I love that movie. What time frame was it set in? It seemed to me like the 80s. 
Oh, yeah, so it's not Western. No, but, I mean, it had a Western feel to it, because he was Bronco Billy, like he was a, supposed to be a cowboy. Right. Have you never seen it? Uh-uh. It's like this, tra- you know like you know what I mean, like a big yeah, traveling yeah. tent, and he was the, he did the lassoing and the tricks on the horse and all that kind of stuff. I love that movie. I, but I, what that reminds me of is when I heard the music at the beginning. It's like El Paso films or something, like Clint Eastwood's film company. Yeah. Mal Paso or something. It always used to come up. I'd be like, shit, it's Bronco Billy again. Because they always played it all. <laughs> that feeling is so... Yeah. I, I can't escape it. Even now, if the beginning of a movie starts and I'm flipping through the channels, I just stop. I'll even just watch the beginning of a movie. Just the opening of a movie. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm done. I'll move on. Because I just love that moment of, what could it be? Where's the title? Can I guess what it is? Because often they'll have like 30 seconds, maybe a minute of something happening. Like yeah. uh, somebody crawling through the sewer or somebody walking down a street or the panning across the cityscape. Of course, that's a very common one. Or outer space or something. And, I, and the music starts and I'm like, oh, is this uh, is it Return of the Jedi? No, no, no. Is it, uh, is it uh, you know, whatever. And then the movie starts and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so um, that's our recommendations for this week. Games and A-Scully stuff. I've been playing some more of The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh, you see us play a bit of Skyrim this week. We actually beat three dragons now. Killed three dragons. Um, which is not an easy feat. Apart from the one. <laughs> this one dragon. Like The dragons are really supposed to be super hard in Skyrim, right? You've probably heard people mention it on podcasts and stuff. They're supposed to be super hard. This dragon shows up, and everything's kind of procedural in the game. Like, stuff can happen that's beyond your, you know, interaction. So a dragon turns up. Um, I kind of shit myself and run into this tower, because I'm like, I'm not equipped for a dragon. I've only just started this game. I've got, like, shitty powers and a crappy sword. I stood in this tower, I'm watching the dragon fly around, and there's other guys fighting the dragon. And I'm like, well, maybe if I leave it long enough, they'll fight it. And I can just watch through this portal in the... Uh, sure enough, I watch through this portal in the um, tower for about five minutes. The dragon's dead, because everybody else killed it. Nice. Then I went and got the all the loot from it. So, things like that can happen. You know, sometimes you don't have to take the dragon down yourself. You just let everybody else do it. Hide. Isn't that cheating? I don't think it is, because like, oh, everybody was battling the dragon. you don't think right? it is. Well, fair enough. I mean, it doesn't. It's one of those games where it doesn't say kill the dragon. It says, "Here's a dragon. Everybody's gonna die." Ah, you know, like a dragon mm-hmm. appears, and I found. Now that's not always gonna work because there are occasions when you're on your own, and a dragon appears. You can't hide from that dragon. Then we need a good. I know there was a movie a few years ago with uh, Christian Bale that was dragons. Rain and stuff. of fire. Yeah, right. And I have watched it again since then. It's not terrible, but it's kind. Of, it's needs you. Yeah. A what about bit peach below dragon? The road. Peach dragon. Yeah, I mean, like an actual. You know, that one did an okay job, but this is it was set years after the dragons had already like been like terrorizing the whole planet or whatever. But something like dragon. Take out. Godzilla, you know, your version of Godzilla that you like. Cut out the kitschy, cutesy stuff, and have dragons reappear in modern day life. There was a good dragon in Sucker Punch. Yeah. She cut his vocal cords out. Yeah. That was a good dragon. Dragon heart, but that wasn't modern day. Yeah, I was trying to think of any... If Have we seen dragons this year in movies? We've seen one in Sucker Punch. That was it, I think. I don't remember that. She cut his... That's a good Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that one battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just mean, like, just reality. And then one day, 
kids are walking down the street going to school. It's a nice fall day. Da 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 da. Boom! Dragon comes and rips a kid's head off. <laughs> That'd be good. And then everybody has and to And then go. burns everybody. You have to instantly hate the dragons, right? You have to. Because you have to make them where they... We're nothing to them. I thought Reign of Fire was alright. It was alright. Yeah. I mean, it has its moments of... It was really... Real filthy. Trouble. Everybody, everybody yeah. was filthy, wasn't this it? This is very dark. I was yeah. going to mention that about this movie. There's a lot of too dark moments. I have to say, and I know you disagree with me, but I don't care. I don't think it's to but... do with the disc. Huh? I don't. Th- I think it's actually how you yeah, wanted no, not, it to appear. I'm not talking about the disc. I'm saying the movie is too dark at times. It's not fun to not be able to see what's going on. I think the idea was, and the scene that you're referring to, which is a quite a big scene. There's several scenes I'm referring to. In the boat. Lots of scenes, not just that one. He was trying to go for the aliens vibe, like they said. And they wanted to make it more what you don't see. Yeah, but it wasn't successful. Because I could just I was still squinting and wishing it was light. Plus, you never got to see that fantastic set in the daytime. Yeah, <laughs> and it, you know, it, when even when they're filming the uh, scenes that you say are too dark, when you see the making of it, it's not as dark, so they mm. added a dark filter after the, yeah. after the past to make it more scary. I'm guessing, like so you don't see it as much. Um, but it I, isn't because you're just. I'm just going like, but that looks so cool. Why can't I just see that? Let's let's not. Maybe let's, it just doesn't look as good as you think. So they had to. <laughs> it's possible. You know, maybe that set wasn't as great as you. So they're saving money by make it look really shitty. Think, with I dark think that happens done. sometimes. Uh, probably. Like for special effects, it's just going to look a bit better if we darken that a little bit. Um, as in people won't pick a part that yeah. <laughs> there's some shitty parts there um, alright so um, yeah I've been playing Skyrim uh, if you wanted to play Skyrim all year you probably all next year you probably could it's a they're saying it, well it's, it's as long as you make it but you know 100 hour game to get through the storyline 200 hour game if you want to do everything maybe more um, I, I can't say I'm in love with it I think it's alright but it's not my kind of game is it now, a game that is my kind of game is Saints Row 3, which I've been playing this week. Mentioned it all last week, so I won't go into it in depth. But I've played a lot more of it this week. And I think it's better than what I said it was last week. Are you getting the downloaded thing for GPD? They don't know when it's coming out next year sometime. I'm saying, will you? Yeah. Yeah. It's free. So, um, yeah, Saints Row 3 is a really good... It's, it's still bananas... It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. It's um, really tasteless. It's, <laughs> but that's what they were like going blazing saddles, but a video game. That's what they were going kind of for. Thing. Yeah, I mean, they were going for that. outrageous. Like as far away from a serious game as you possibly can. Um, let's put it this way: the mission I just did, I now have a futuristic jet that fires lasers out of the front. dragon? Do you get a dragon? Well, almost. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a futuristic jet that can hover and it fires lasers. It makes no sense. Why but you're you like a gang it? member in a big city. Yeah. Mm. Well, why would you have this? <laughs> and why would you get the funds to have this? I mean, it is explained in the story why you get this during this mission. But then it makes the game bananas. You, I'm flying around in a jet, lasering tanks and stuff that the army is sending after me. <laughs> I mean, it's far away from Grand Theft Auto, but I recommend it because it is fun. Um, and the other game I've been playing this uh, week is Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make Mario say something to the uh, 
the game that I had to may I had to go to Best Buy and buy the game for you. Make so, me go to some video game land place. <laughs> so Mario is back in, in 3D. His first th- 3DS game. Um, it's not a remake of a Mario game. Did he just say something? Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. Is this some sort of copyright violation? Probably. <laughs> ah. uh, so, yeah, it's 3D Mario. You're looking at it? Mm-hmm. It's in 3D? It's Mario? For me, it's really jumbled up. Oh, but... you have to look straight on? Yeah, I still... I don't see the 3D that well, so... You don't? No. Well, yeah, it's completely in 3D. It's, um... It's a brand new Mario title. Um, the last one was Super Mario Galaxy 2 on the Wii. There has never been one on the 3DS. It's fantastic. <laughs> you All, love Mario, though. What I can say about it is it uses 3D really well. There's instances in the game where if you turn the 3D off, 3D off, the game is harder. Like, you need to see depth perception on it. Um, Nintendo are on a roll at the moment. They just released a new Zelda game. This game came out uh, for the 3DS. Next week, the new Mario Kart comes out on the 3DS. Have you played the new Zelda? Not yet. Uh, it's a 100-hour game, so right. I'm waiting for the right moment. Um, probably when, like, all the rest of the games have stopped coming. You know what I mean? It gets quiet, doesn't it, in January? Um, but, yeah, this is a great uh, Mario game. If you've got a 3DS or you picked up a 3DS on Black Friday because they were cheap, what $130 they were going for on Black Friday, I think the new price for them is $130, actually. I think they might have cut them to that. If you're thinking of getting one for Christmas and you're looking for a game... You can't really go wrong with this game. And what I told you about it, there's eight worlds. Each world oh, yeah. consists of... Should you tell them? Because you were really happy about this. Um, you know what I'm saying? It kind of indicates the more, more value, I guess. Yeah, but... Let me say there's eight worlds. Each world consisting of seven stages. Um, so you could imagine how long that takes. So you're going to tell them. No. Each world, <laughs> each world would take... Each stage would take... Five to six minutes, maybe. five. They're pretty short because they're made bite-sized, so you can take it on the go with you because you want to play a little bit and then close the lid and go to school or whatever you do. Um, so, how long Five or six it? minutes times seven? That's only a half an hour. For one stage, and there's eight stages. Right. Right? So four hours altogether. Maybe. Right. <laughs> uh, I won't... Make the most of it. I'm saying... If that doesn't seem like value to you... Keep playing. Keep playing. <laughs> um, because it is a very good Miyamoto-designed game. You know, it's true old-school Nintendo with this new 3D twist. And the 3D makes a difference in the game. That's what I'm saying. Like Some people say, oh, well, there's no point in 3D. It doesn't make, make any use in-game. Well, there are portions of this game, not all of it, where if you didn't see it in 3D... You wouldn't be be able to do... Not just harder. There's puzzles that involve the 3D. Yeah, for me, the visual... Like, the 3D, it just doesn't doesn't, uh, play well to my eyes. Mario also steps out of the screen on various occasions, which is new, because most of the 3D on the 3DS is depth, like uh, Avatar. Well, there's... You can push up and down on the D-pad to change it from into the screen to out of the screen. Which you could not do on other games. This is a new thing for this game. So Mario actually steps out of the screen on occasion. 
And he literally steps out of the screen like he's out of the screen. It's not just a little bit. He's like floating. So yeah, it's a pretty cool effect. Kids are going to love it. Next week, Mario Kart 7 comes out for the 3DS. So, finally, the 3DS is coming into its own. Um, Because there's been nothing. Really. I bought a 3DS in, what, February? I bought Zelda for it this year. You got me Resident Evil for my birthday. I bought Super Mario 3D Land. And that has been it. I'll get Mario Kart. They know what they're doing. No, I mean, there has been a lot of games for it. Don't get me wrong, but not Nintendo games. Nintendo are few and far between, right? And when I buy a Nintendo console, I don't buy third-party games. I buy Nintendo's games, because that's why I bought it. I want to play Mario. I want to play Zelda. I want to play Pokemon. Cooking Mama. I don't want to play Pokemon, even though that is Nintendo's. But, you know, a lot of people do. So, uh, yeah, that's Super Mario 3D Land. Um, Next week... Next week's games, the only game coming out is is Mario Kart 7. It's in 3D, it's on the 3DS, it's got online play, not many 3DS games do. You can play with your friends on the internet, race each other. Exciting. So, what have you got this week, Sid Talk? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? You say that like you're reading it off a card. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is for dinner? Homemade vegetable chili. And that will be vegetables, the potatoes put in there, some tomatoes, maybe some peas if I can find some, and some rice. That's it, really, for dinner. That's good. And then, uh, don't really have much else except the meaning of life. And my meaning of life slash advice this week is, if it wasn't put upon you, and by this I mean an act of random crime or a horrible illness that you have no control over or some other accident that is put upon you some sort of hardship so if in life this thing or these things have not been put upon you then these are things you have chosen and need to learn to deal with them just like me when I was cancelling my nephew's portion of my phone bill this week the cell phone I'd had paid for three phones my mother's, his and my own he never, used he it. never uses it, I went to cancel it and realized that for, I don't know, a year, there has been a $10 charge every month for some quiz thing that he signed up for a long time ago. You know. Did you get that back? I don't know. But the point is, I should have been looking at my bill. I can't be mad at him, and I can't be mad at the phone company, I can't be mad at the quiz company, because I'm the one who didn't look at my fucking bill. And it's my own fault. Now, I was mad for five minutes because I'm like, God, he should have known better. Well, that company should have known better than to make it so easy. And my stupid cell phone company... Why didn't they warn me or something? You know, like you go through all these things. And in the end, after that five minute of frustration, and I called the quiz people and they said, they'll they'll send me two months worth of refund. That's all they can do. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Again, it's my own fault. I cannot be mad about it. It's it. It's, it. it's done. That, that's, it's how, that's how that quiz company makes But I mean, money. it's done. That, that doesn't even concern me. What well, I'm saying what is, I'm saying is that's if you take how they that make as their an money, example, small print and, and Right, but trash. if you take that one example of something that I could easily just be pissed off about, when in fact, if you roll back time, it's only because I haven't been looking at my bill, I didn't nip it in the bud, my own fault. So just apply that to life. It wasn't put upon me. It was one of those things I should have taken care of myself, and I did not. All right, so thanks for listening to show number 200. Here's to another 200. I don't feel like it was very special. Yeah, well, da, 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 you were da, supposed da, to da, sing, but you da, wouldn't da, da, do it. Da, da, da. I don't think it should be on me. 
Yeah, it's I told you it was only two shows ago. No, nope, you're supposed to come up with a song. You never did. No, so if not. you're disappointed, readers, <laughs> readers. I'll give your, uh, viewers, I will give you viewers, listeners, readers. <laughs> I will give you uh, your email address this week. So, um, if you uh, thanks for listening, you can uh, go to our website, sayscully.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch this podcast there. Uh, you can catch Sid Talk stuff at sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. The uh, this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or just go to ascully.com, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com, and listen to the podcast there if you so have to. So have to. That's not right, is it? Uh, you can email me at ascully at Email SidTalk at SidTalk at SidTalk.com. Uh, tell her that you hate her because she didn't make you a song that she, you could have listened to this week and it could have been so much more special. You'd say to me, anyone says to me that they hate me, they can take their email and stick it up their backside. And it could have been so much more special if you'd have <laughs> composed a song. So maybe oh, yes. you'll compose a song for number 400. Do you realize if someone has listened to us every single show, that's like 300 hours of their life because we talk about an hour and a half per that's 200 plus another half that's 300 hours of someone's life that they've taken the time and the effort to get it to listen to think to contemplate and potentially go on then to use other hours of their lives to watch movies that we have discussed based on our discussion well that's very and good. you make no effort no effort to celebrate the 200 I told you I made effort but it didn't you made off. no effort yes you, I did GPD I tried to GPD, get GPD first of all has nothing to do with movies he's a video game guy he's not even a video game guy he just talks about the economics of video games so I, I applaud you I for aimed low effort Roger Ebert would be too high I think <laughs> I don't think he would be replying to me he aimed low <laughs> fair enough I aim low as somebody who's not about movies whatsoever <laughs> And still got shot down. Yeah. Well, ignored. I was go. My other idea was I was going to record a new intro to the show, mm. but I like the intro. I think it fits with the music perfect. I didn't want to change because it's recognizable for the whole thing. I didn't want. I was going to change the music, do the whole thing, but mm. then I was like, no, because it's like no. the identity of the show. So why? So anyway, um, thanks for listening. Um, That's I've it. said everything. Stay classy. Um, Mr. John Favreau, and uh, keep that stress under control because I think he's stressed in some way. <laughs> Something going on. Isn't everyone? But it has not been put upon him. He has made these choices himself, as far as I know. And I'm going to say think for yourself and take responsibility for the things that you choose to do, or someone else will think for you. 